Hi, my name is Tony Thaxton. Like anyone else, I love a great album. But I also love those strange albums that might make you wonder how and why they even exist. But I'm not here to make fun of them. I'm here to celebrate them and tell their story. This is Bizarre Albums. Today's episode, Mini Driver, Everything I've Got in My Pocket, from 2004. On October 12th, 2018, ABC aired part two of the two-part season three premiere of the sitcom Speechless. At the end of the episode, the character Jimmy, played by John Ross Bowie, reunites to play some music with his old high school band members, played by Tenacious D's Kyle Gass, and, as the character officially credited as drummer, Tony Thaxton. Hey, that's me! In addition to Bowie, the sitcom's leads were Cedric Yarborough and today's subject, Mini Driver. Was this just a severely desperate intro written for the sole purpose of sharing the fact that I was once in a blink-and-you'll-miss-it role in a network sitcom? Now that that's out of the way, Amelia Fiona Jessica Driver was born on January 31st, 1970 in London, England. Her nickname Minnie was given to her by her older sister Kate when they were children. She spent most of the first six years of her childhood in Barbados until her parents separated and then she and Kate were both sent to boarding school in Hampshire. In 2008, Driver told The Guardian that it was a very musical school where she was encouraged to sing, write, and perform. In her teenage years, she started singing and playing guitar in London jazz clubs, and this was while earning her degree in drama from the Weber Douglas Academy of Dramatic Art. When she was 19, she was playing with a band called the Milo Roth Band, who ended up being offered a record deal, and another band she sang in, called Puff, Rocks, and Brown, seriously, signed to Island Records, though it appears nothing ever actually came of that, to the best of my knowledge anyway. But she was also acting around this same time. In 1991, she made her TV debut in a UK commercial for Right Guard Deodorant. Right Guard. It's one less thing to worry about. She was acting regularly on British TV in her 20s, with small parts in shows like The House of Elliot, Casualty, Lovejoy, Peak Practice, and The Day Today. But she was also still writing and performing music. In 1995, she co-wrote and sang on a song for the British electronic artist Bomb the Bass on the album Clear. For some reason, she's credited simply as River on the song Tidal Wave. There's a quote from Driver on her website, minidriver.com, that reads, quote, I don't know if I actually did the whole Malcolm Gladwell thing of playing for 10,000 hours, but I felt like I did. I had planned to make music my primary thing, but then I got offered a film and it all went off in a different direction. At the time, I thought I was ready to take on the music industry, but I don't think I really was. End quote. The film she's referring to is 1995's Circle of Friends, directed by Irish filmmaker Pat O'Connor. Driver had the lead role alongside Chris O'Donnell. It was a critical and box office success. All the critics 
Jones parading about the Circle of Friends. Gene Shallon says the most endearing movie of the first three months is Circle of Friends. Joel Siegel calls it a beautifully told love story. A star is born performance from young Minnie Driver. Time Magazine says it's a joy to behold. And Siskel and Ebert give it two thumbs up. A marvelous romantic comedy. Circle of Friends. And from there, her acting career would skyrocket. She soon landed supporting roles in Goldeneye, Big Night, Sleepers, and Gross Point Blank. So you, you're a government spook? Yes, I mean, no, I was before, but I'm not now. Uh, but that's all irrelevant, really. The idea of governments, nations, is public relations theory at this point. Don't, I don't want to hear about the theories. I want to hear about the dead people. Explain the dead people. Who do you kill? In 1997, she would have her biggest success yet with an Academy Award-nominated performance in Goodwill Hunting. The Gus Van Sant-directed film featured Driver alongside Robin Williams, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck. It was also a critical and box office success, grossing over $225 million and receiving nine Academy Award nominations, winning two, though Driver was not one of the winners. Meet Will Hunting. Do you have a photographic memory? I just kind of remember. A brilliant kid. From the wrong side of the tracks. I went on a date last week. Going out again? I don't know. This girl's like smart. She's fun. She's like perfect right now. I don't want to ruin that. Maybe you're perfect right now. Maybe you don't want to ruin that. Some people can never believe in themselves. I love you. Until someone believes in them. Goodwill Hunting, rated R. The next several years would see her starring in films like Hard Rain, Owning Mahoney. She also lent her voice to Disney's animated Tarzan film, as well as the English-dubbed version of the Japanese film Princess Mononoke. In late 2004, she appeared in Joel Schumacher's film version of The Phantom of the Opera. However, she didn't have experience singing opera, so her songs were dubbed by opera singer Margaret Priest. But Driver did sing an original song written for the film by Andrew Lloyd Webber called Learn to Be Lonely, which would be nominated for an Academy Award. So laugh in your loneliness, child of the wilderness. Learn to be lonely. Learn how to love life that is lived alone. Though she didn't do most of her own singing there, Just two months prior to the release of Phantom of the Opera, Driver did all of the singing on her debut solo album. On October 5th, 2004, Minnie Driver released Everything I've Got in My Pocket on Zoe Records. How do you like them apples? (laughs) But how did all of this happen? Minnie Driver came back to music. In the early 2000s, she wasn't happy with the acting roles she'd been taking. In a 2004 interview with Alex Petritus for The Guardian, Driver said, quote, I needed to stop and look at it, reevaluate, go, am I happy with what I'm doing? Where do I see myself going? I was going from job to job, not really liking the jobs I was doing. Why was I taking them? Because I've got a mortgage to pay. End quote. So, instead, she wrote an album. She was encouraged to do so by Mark Doc Dower a musician friend of her sister Kate's. More on him in a bit. And also around this same time, Driver even sang backing vocals on Chris Isaac's 2002 album Always Got Tonight. 
I was going to play a clip, but there's no listing telling which songs she actually sang on, just that she did backing vocals on the record. Then, in early 2004, Driver played a set in Austin, Texas for the South by Southwest Music Festival. James Roberts from the British industry magazine Music Week happened upon her set. He told The Guardian, quote, We saw Minnie Driver on the bill and we thought, it can't be her. We thought it was an indie band who had called themselves Minnie Driver. We just went out of curiosity and checked it out and it was really good. End quote. Roberts would then write a glowing review of her performance. And that led to interest from several record labels. So the album begins with the title track, which was also released as a single, which peaked at number 34 in the UK. Watch you sleep, slow and deep. I mentioned that Driver wrote these songs with encouragement from her sister's friend, Mark Doc Dower. The album's liner notes have a note that reads, This record began because Doc insisted that it do so. He insisted for quite a while until I finally managed to distill actual songs from my mangled guitar playing. Dear Doc, thank you for your unwavering enthusiasm, complete conviction, and endless patience. This has been a really long time coming, and I could not, would not, have done it without you. Mark Doc Dower also plays guitar on a lot of this album, in addition to being one of its engineers. He also co-wrote track two, Invisible Girl. This is the one song on the album produced by Jeff Trott, who's also one of the co-writers, in addition to playing bass, guitar, and keys on the song. Jeff Trott is best known for writing several hits with Sheryl Crow, including If It Makes You Happy, My Favorite Mistake, Every Day is a Winding Road, and Soak Up the Sun. Invisible Girl is the only song on the album that was not written solely by Driver. It was also released as a single, which would peak at number 68 in the UK. Oh, smoke in your hair, no subway fare. But you Following is a 2014 clip of Driver appearing on CBS This Morning. Are people surprised to find out that you sing? Yeah, particularly in the beginning, there was a lot of um, there were a lot of raised eyebrows and oh my god, this is going to be a total car wreck. And then the best thing to do was just invite people to shows and just say, okay, we'll just come here and play that. Just come. I'm not going to address any of your kind of um, snide array. In the 2004 piece from The Guardian, Driver describes this album as, quote, a brutal revelation of my innermost self, all about really specific people. I took a year off from everything. There had been some big changes in my life. I certainly had a lot to write about at that time, end quote. 
Zoe Records, who released this album, is an indie label that's part of the Rounder Records group. This album also has a logo for Trampoline Records, which was a label owned by Doc Dower, Pete Yorn, and Rami Jaffe. Rami Jaffe has been an official member of the Foo Fighters since 2017 as their keyboardist. He's also played with several huge artists over the years, including Stevie Nicks, Macy Gray, and Keith Urban, just to name a few. He also played on past Bizarre Album subject Chris Gaines' album. In the 90s, he was also a member of the Wallflowers, as was drummer Mario Collier, who also plays on several tracks on this album. A little music fun fact for you. Jacob Dylan actually bought the name The Wallflowers off of another band already named The Wallflowers, and that band would eventually change their name to Fountains of Wayne. Jaffe and Kalir can both be heard on the next song, Wire. I mentioned that one of Trampoline Records' owners was Pete Yorn. His backing band at the time play on the majority of this record. And the next song, Home, also features Zach Schaefer, who plays bass and guitar here, and he was also one of the album's engineers. Up next is Deeper Water. In February of 2005, the song was used at the end of an episode of the TV series Smallville, titled Pariah. There's one cover song on this album, a cover of Bruce Springsteen's top five 1980 hit, Hungry Heart. Driver's demo of Hungry Heart was used as the B-side for the Everything I've Got in My Pocket single, but here's a bit of the album version.
The album's closer is Ruby Adeline, which was also used as a B-side, this time for the Invisible Girl single. The album spent just one week on the charts in the United States, reaching number 43 on Billboard's Top Heat Seekers chart. It was only ever released on CD, and it's currently streaming on Spotify. Now, a couple of quick things before I wrap up. Several of the musicians on this album, Zach Schaefer, Joey Peters, Rami Jaffe, and Mark Doc Dower, were also the backing band for the Channel 4 News Team's cover of Afternoon Delight, which was featured on the soundtrack to Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. Doc Dower also produced that track. And this album's other producer, Jeff Trott, would produce an album in 2014 called Heartstrings, for one of the stars of the teen drama series Gossip Girl, Leighton Meester. But that is for another time. Thank you for listening to Bizarre Albums. If you like the show, please subscribe and leave a review. It helps people find the show. You can also follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at Bizarre Albums, and I'm at Tony Thaxton. You can also like Bizarre Albums on Facebook and visit BizarreAlbums.com. And if you still want more Bizarre Albums in your life, sign up for weekly bonus episodes of Bizarre Singles and more at Patreon.com slash Bizarre Albums. And as always, if you know of a Bizarre Album you'd like to hear featured, please tweet the show. I'd love to hear from you. You can even email me at bizarrealbums at gmail.com. My name is Tony Thaxton, and I'll see you next time on Bizarre Albums. Bizarre Albums.